You're listening to Wake Up Our Faith, the weekly broadcast from Uprint Faith and Personal Development. Connect with us on the web at uprint.life. Hello and welcome to Wake Up Our Faith. This is the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. I'm Matt Ham. This is Kevin Adams, and it's plaid shirt day on Wake Up Our Faith. We didn't plan this. The real question is, what's what's more important, big plaid or little plaid? That's right. We got both covered. Yeah, that's right. Big picture, ground level. Amen. All good. Plaid shirt day. There's a lot of metaphor in there. <laughs> I think it's a summer shift into fall, but around here it doesn't get fall till like what uh, December. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So we're still summertime. We'll enjoy as long as we can. Yeah. Well, we got some folks jumping on. Melissa Thomas is here. Melissa, the coach, uh, she says hello. Uh, speaking of Melissa, the coach, I want to recognize our corporate partners for making this show possible. One of those is Melissa, the coach. Uh, she is a speaker and personal finance coach uh, who helps people live intentionally by teaching them to manage money the way God intended. You can connect with her, Melissa, the coach, at Gmail, anywhere online at Melissa, the coach. Uh, also, phone number is 910-338-9612. Love, Melissa. Thanks for jumping on today, Melissa. Also, to the Rising Tide Real Estate Team. This is a full-service real estate team uh, representing both buyers and sellers. You can give them a call, 910-620-7177. So, Kev, today, man... I'm diving into some goodies. I'm excited. <laughs> Forgive my voice, man. I'm coming after a little bit of hoarseness, so you I'll, I'll talk tomorrow. less. I know, and I've got to speak tomorrow. So today, I'm just going to be over here listening. Who's your inside voice? Okay, we're working. Well, on you the get whisper. me on a roll. I talk the whole time anyway. <laughs> hey, Kevin, what about this? <laughs> <laughs> well, All so right. so today, man, you know, we've been talking on the show about this concept of sonship. Yeah. Which is really what we do as an organization. It's the right. heart of the gospel. It is about discipling people into right. the sons and daughters God created That's them right. to be. Exactly That's what we right. do in every function and format. Yeah. But it's kind of lost on um, a lot of folks sometimes about what is it? How do I get there? How do I step into it? Right. And so today we wanted to focus on the obstacles mm-hmm. that stand in the way of sonship because a lot of times we can't get there because of the obstacles. So yeah. enough of an explanation about what's going on today. Let's dive in. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people are, are excited and happy that Jesus died for them. Sonship is about that he, he, he was raised from the dead for them. Mm. So it's a two-part equation. <laughs> so evangelism focuses on you know, the death and the payment, which he did. And it's like the most incredible thing in history. Right. Or the most credible thing in history. Right. <laughs> the most However you want to look at it. But what, what's missing is discipleship. And discipleship, the whole thing there is to help people understand who they are through God's eyes and from his handiwork. Mm -hmm. And it's missing because logistically, the Sunday box, that's my slang, uh, there's an affection there, but there's also some darts. Because having gone through that my entire life, I see what's missing. And and we are finding many, many people who agree 
that you know it's kind of like a car with triangle wheels it's just kind of lumbering along but it's, it's not great really picture. changing lives that's a great picture so it's great in equipping and getting people encouraged and, and it's good but uh, there's so much more to this walk and so we're just tearing the walls down anyway there's your context but so we talked about sonship because sonship is is uh you know it's kind of a nice theological type word um but we put it in all kind of different terms, but it's the same pill in every bottle. But the role of discipleship or teaching or coaching or counseling, whatever you want to call it, deals with this thing, removing the obstacles from this and helping you understand that, that you've got to do a lot more listening to God than talking. Mm. And then... Uh, or serving. You know, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to please Him. And, and so... But that's what, what that does is set the stage for you to understand the desires of your heart that are already there. Yeah. And people don't, they don't, they think they don't deserve it and all. It's not about that. Yeah. It's about how good he is and helping people be free to show that, not just say it, but show it through their lives, you know? And so when you do that together, that's the church. The work of the hands is forwarding the kingdom. Yeah. So that's a lot. It's a big old puzzle. Yeah. But it's not being taught yeah. like that. And I think I think the thing is, is the answer to the problem of people feeling stuck, people feeling like they're not living out their purpose, mm-hmm. all of these things that we go to self-help for, Right. this is the solution yeah. that self-help is not bringing to the table. Right. They're just given seven practices or four tips or whatever. Right. And the church is about salvation. Yeah. So the gap that exists between Sundays sure. is where we're stepping in yeah. with discipleship, sonship, and removing those right. obstacles. Well, people pour money into, into their churches and, and that uh, it's not a bad thing, but your pastor's not going to spend a bunch of time with you during the week, face to face on the phone. However, that looks. I mean, they might if you got an illness or whatever. But it, you know, this is a constant thing that's needed, face to face, getting together. Um, and then on the business side, uh, you can put together a great business deal, but it's not. Uh, it, it doesn't have that sense of mission behind it where. You work with people who can't afford it or hardships. You have a church heart yes. about it. So we've taken all of the best of this, thrown it together, and said this is about glorifying our Father. All right, so enough about us. But one of the biggest things here are the obstacles yes. to sonship mm-hmm. and what those are. And there's a lot of them, and we kind of look at them and, the, and call them strongholds or landmines left over from the enemy's occupation. So the, the enemy doesn't occupy us because we're his um, or possess us, but he, he can't influence us mm-hmm. and throw us off course. So that's what his goal is, is yeah. to take you and me and, and send us sort of sideways over here by questioning everything. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of obstacles. We can deal with one or two, but we've had uh, uh, at least uh, one or two people ask, tell me more about that in one particular yeah, uh, had a question. Yeah, the question was kind of like, you know, how do you begin to step into this idea of sonship? And and he's like, I know Jesus, I believe, and all this kind of stuff, but there's a disconnect. And and, yeah. and talking through that, the thing that jumped off the page to us as we mm-hmm. were sitting here talking about it was this idea of a religious spirit. Yeah, yeah. And so I want to want to talk <laughs> about that as an obstacle. Yeah. to someone actually stepping into sure. um, the fullness of sonship, and that is a religious spirit yeah. or a religious mindset. Right. And, and you know, I think in Western culture, this is something that we toss around. It's like, oh, what religion are you? Or, or you're religious. You know, when yeah. you talk about faith, people right. equate it to religion, 
And we're saying it's very different. Yeah. And there's a religious spirit that we have to deal with. So well, you say, bless you to somebody on the elevator. Like, what church do you go to? Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, it's, it's the same thing in the career thing, you know, at, at some meet and greet or, or wherever. What do you do? What do you do? And so, you know, it, that's just culture. We got to get to this point of, of understanding who are you? Yeah. In the essence of who God made you to be. Mm-hmm. And we care about that because that's long term and that's that's really where everything good comes from. So people are all working on these, try, trying to figure out these problems, but it ultimately goes back to uh, spiritual. So getting to the root of it uh, and then, you know, understanding what the fullness of what was done for us in the adoption process, the sanctification process. Obstacles are how the enemy uh, works typically, and it's about knocking us off a of center just enough so that we're, you know, down the road we're going the opposite direction. So one of the, the the religious spirit idea is is really something that I think some people is sort of. It, now I don't know that it sounds good to anybody, but the people that walk around with this sort of slight arrogance. Uh, like the Pharisees uh, on down to modern times it's based on fear Mm. it's it's all based on fear fear of losing fear of uh, not being able to control you know we can walk through a litany of fears but the bottom line is based on fear Mm. it's like you can't even uh, express something that is beautiful inside of you. Maybe you, you have an artistic bent. Well, if you're going over here and, and you know, some church leader thinks that that's not scriptural, uh, then, then you, you, there's, you don't even have the chance to dig in and, and let God speak into that. Mm-hmm. I mean, God will guide you. And uh, yes, there's deception out there and all that, but the goal is maturity, learning how to listen to God built on top of scripture and then you can follow those desires. So a lot of people want to box people in, and it has to be this way. We've had people say to us, well, you got to come up under our church if you want to be successful at this. And that's utterly ridiculous, you know? So uh, it, the point is, is, is the controlling factor in that is I'm going to lose, so I must grab hold of. And any time you do that, you know, that ain't from God. Hmm. He hadn't given us a spirit of fear, and you see it all the time. People, when they, they, they're afraid something's going to happen, what do they do? They hunker down, mm-hmm. grab hold. I mean, grab on to that dollar or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, we do it in the hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. God sure. gives us generators or whatever, but... But we don't need to do that in relationships. And that's, that's what's going on here. With the, so the religious spirit, there's more to it, but it's based in fear. That's how we know that is not from God. Yeah, sure. So when you talk about a religious spirit and, and you get this mindset of, um, I mean, in the kingdom of God, I believe very firmly that there are no denominations. There are no... Um, yeah, it's man-made institutions. Yeah, labels. Even the modern like church on Sunday is a man-made institution. Right. So, and so, yeah, you. but when we step into this kingdom mindset, the religious spirit, um, it just cannot coexist with the kingdom mindset. It's not productive, right? And and so, when when folks, how can we be? How can folks begin to recognize a religious spirit? How can they begin to um, be aware of it? And then we'll jump into maybe how to overcome it. 
Yeah, well, a lot of people are, are they see God the way, you know, this persistent widow as this judge who you got to keep pressing on him and pray, 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 pray to the point where you're actually groveling. Mm. Now, it, it, whoever has children, you know how you feel about them. Yeah. Do you want them to grovel yeah. from you? No, heck no. No. Now, there's times where, you, especially when they're on milk and they're growing and all that, you've got to, you know, you, they need some discipline. So you're not just handing over the keys. But, but that's children. So there's something about being childlike that never leaves us or it shouldn't leave us. So you carry that in here, and that is a curious uh, and excitement and a sense of adventure, and uh, it's there's something pure in that. Hmm. So that's what God wants to draw out of us. He's not looking for grovelers. He's looking for people that he can pour into, that can land on, who are brave, brave being courage, courage being able to step into the things by a different navigation system. Most people are assimilating this world through their five senses, and that's that's physical and, and logical and all that, and that's not bad. It's just it doesn't need to lead. Mm. So religious spirit kind of fits into that. This is determination. It's about serving. It's about duty, nobility. Knowledge, maybe. Knowledge. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went to Dallas Theological Seminary, and I got a doctorate, and but I've never lived out my faith. Hmm. You know, give me the guy or gal who has been ripped apart and been through life and who just knows the word yeah. and throw the rest of it out yeah. because God's spirit is working in that because that's the fear of the Lord. Sure. It's not the fear of the world, mm-hmm. you know, the fear of everything but the Lord. Yeah. It sounds good. It's like saying... Well, Scripture says I got to put my spouse first, so I got to do that. And they leave out the whole underbelly of this thing, where we want to put God first. And then, what does that even look like? Mm-hmm. How do you carry that out? So, when you put Him first, literally from the spirit up, out through the soul, out through your hands, and the fruits born from the tree branches, when you do that. You can be totally free. Mm-hmm. All fear and manifestations of fear and trying to battle with the devil and all this stuff, you don't have to do that. Yeah, You can walk forward. It doesn't mean you don't encounter circumstances, but you don't let them into your heart. Yeah, You see, it's so powerful. But this is where people begin to thrive because now they see they have value. God starts showing them who they are. And the markers are the desires of your heart. heart. That's the thing that people keep coming back to. Mm-hmm. You know, who am I? Yeah. You know, it, it's not it's not bad. Yeah. But people don't. They think, well, I don't deserve that, or that's yeah. just my will, or I can't or, step into it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's ridiculous. That's mm-hmm. not from God. So. No doubt. Well, this has been a fantastic kickoff to uh, today's uh, broadcast. Um, we're going to take a short break and be back a little bit more uh, for a little bit more wake up our faith right after this. Hey, everybody, this is Matt Ham. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast, Faith in Business. If you're enjoying the show, we'd ask that you go on iTunes and leave a quick review so that other folks can see it and join us as well. Also, we host a monthly gathering called Faith in Business right here in Wilmington, North Carolina. If you're interested in attending that event or if you'd like to host a Faith in Business event in your city, Email us at info at uprint.life.
Hello and welcome to Wake Up Our Faith. This is the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. As you can see at the bottom of the screen there, I'm Matt Ham. This is Kevin Adams, and we are the co-founders of Uprint, a faith and personal development organization based right here in Wilmington, North Carolina, helping walk with people between Sundays so they can begin to step into, uh, discover and step into uh, who God created them to be. Our, our corporate partners uh, make this show possible. We want to thank them, recognize them, one of those being Dr. Greg Veeman at Seacoast Skin Surgery. Dr. Veeman also has a great ministry called Everlasting Strength, which you can find on the web at everlastingstrength.org. He speaks frequently, or occasionally, I should say, around yeah. this area. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to go see Dr. V in person, it'd be great. He's, he's awesome. Huge heart for, for the yes. Lord and for evangelism. Um, you can reach out to them, 910-256-2100. Also, our very good friend and brother, Chris Riley, and his team at Fountain Financial Associates, uh, they're in the business of keeping promises and giving clients and families a better life. They're a financial uh, planning advising firm. Make sure you reach out to Chris and his team if you have any needs in that uh, regard, 910-256-8882. Um, jump on today. Let us know where you're watching or listening from. Uh, we're talking about sonship and the obstacles that stand in the way of you fully stepping into who God created you to be and really bridging that gap between Sundays. Uh, in the first segment, we introduced the idea of obstacles to sonship, one of those being this religious spirit, which is rooted in fear. Yeah. And as, a, as we're talking about that, Kevin, the word that keeps coming back, how do you overcome a religious spirit? The only, the only word that comes to my mind is humility, is just genuine humility and, and, and kind of a letting go of your understanding, letting go of your nobility, letting go of your own you know, will, and, and that's the surrender posture of humility. Yeah. And so that's, a, that's right. just, a, again, a, a kind of correlation yeah, to the two. Yeah. But um, into it, yeah. let's, let's keep going on this idea of overcoming <clears throat> a religious spirit, being humble before the Lord, and letting Him pour into you so you can pour out. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of times we speak to things from a place of uh, familiarity, and but we have to go deeper. We have to, and, and by deeper, it also comes to the ground and it becomes more practical. So depth isn't far away. Depth is, is actually helps us to, to assimilate it in a way that we can see it, imagine it through example, uh, parable, right? Yep. And then we take it into our heart and it locks it in place. So that said, um, what you're describing is yielding. Mm-hmm. You know, humility is kind of a like patience. Uh, so many of these things require us to uh, flip the model to, uh, if it's parabolic, it's round, just like my wedding ring, it's Hebraic. So it, we, we see something on the surface, Jesus spoke in parables, and it flips it. His whole point is to unearth something that isn't seen. Mm-hmm. You know, and you were talking about the, the, the hidden earlier, um, that God had been speaking to you about hidden things. And we see that in Scripture. But everything's backwards and upside down, uh, so we can't use logic to step right into it. And no breakthrough in Scripture came through logic. Mm-hmm. And none of it was logical. But what do they do? People say, well, I believe all that, but this is now. Yeah. <laughs> like God yeah. changed or something. We got better clothes. 
We got the internet, but other than that, we're the same, right. except, uh, you know, Jesus, we're post-Pentecost. So anyway, fear, what it causes us to do is not yield. Mm. It causes our will to become self-preserving. So, and that's not a bad thing uh, totally, but it is in this context. Yeah. You know, if uh, you need some willpower, if a dog's chasing you and you got to get over the fence, mm-hmm. you need some determination. So it's not bad, and it is from God. But we need to yield to Him and come from a place of freedom. Then there's peace. Then all the stress goes away, and you don't have to worry about your provision. Uh, in fact, worry isn't, uh, it, it's not from God. Mm-hmm. So people don't dig in enough, but what, what we're aiming for here is we're aiming to become a vessel that he can possess and, and fill up instead of something that's kind of clogged or pulled in these different directions and in and out and, you know, tossed about by the waves to use a scriptural quote. Yeah. But that's where most Christians are. <laughs> Look, another one. That's weird, man. <laughs> so I have this jar of mustard seeds on the desk, and I told Kevin they just appear out of nowhere. It's like they just come out, and we keep finding them. But, but it, talking about this, yeah. right, here's a, here's a perfect analogy for someone I'm who's... sure they can't see that. It, it's tiny. It's, it's there. It's, it's a little mustard seed. But anyway, people are sitting here going, well, how could that be a tree? How is that a tree? That's right. And they're focusing on the seed That's right. and wondering how it's a tree yes. when in fact it just is a tree. It just has to be planted and That's surrendered. Right. And so with your walk, mm-hmm. it, you, you stop asking, how does this happen? How do I do this? How do I yeah, do this? How is the enemy? <laughs> and yield. Yes. And yield. And so how would you... And again, I'll use how. Well, how is not a bad word. Right. It's bad in the sense of if, you, if it becomes a fear. Yes. So how would you tell someone uh, to, to engage in the process of yielding? Like what's a tangible way if someone said, okay, I'm yeah. getting this, I want right. to yield, what do I do now? Yeah, I think a lot of people take faith and they, they think it's, uh, you know, people put faith in box. Here's my faith. Here's my family. And you know, compartmentalize all this, but look at it like it's uh, more like a skyscraper, and your faith is the the, the foundation. So unless you're Spider Man, you got to go through the bottom floor to get to the top. So it's always your relationship with God first and foremost. He he's not a big slice of pie or on top of the list. He's underneath everything, and this is how a tree works. It's how everything works. So uh, the ultimate goal is to bear fruit. So. Uh, the way that we begin to practice yielding is to, I call it the hummingbird, because it's you, you press on things, but you let it into your heart. It's gentle, but it's also quality. So when you study the Word, there's a way, I mean, there's a whole process to this, but the big bottom line is you want to take it into your heart. You want to feel it. Instead of just trying to serve God, as some dusty figure far off in the, in the wherever, you need to begin to, to, to see him as a father. Hmm. And that's the way he's, he describes us as his friends, his children, and his bride, his spouse. These are the three most intimate relationships. So what you get is he's after intimacy. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, and then what comes from that? Loving each other. Loving him back so you can be in love with him from a place of he's my father and I feel affection for him. And then he will, you can step into that gently. So get a first down. Get a first down. What does that look like? It looks like studying, 
you know, from a quality place. Instead of trying to do the one-year Bible or, you know, jumping in to, well, I didn't do very well. No, find something that you're hungry for. So hunger, passion, we're, we're putting emotion back into this. Yeah. Beginning to feel, and of course, learning to feel the word is is one of the first, or the first thing, yeah. um, course or, or, or right. book that we wrote. And there's a copy of it on the desk over there. And and these are the things that we walk through with people in a very intimate, personal way mm-hmm. in the one to one, and that we address at, at faith and business right. and so forth. So just to let folks know, there's yeah. so much more depth to this right. um, to step into. Yeah. Well, people, I think a lot of times are afraid of yielding, letting go, because they feel like everything's dependent upon them. Mm. And it's it's a real tragedy. But when things are based on fear, it's like storing up in barns yeah. and calling yourself a good steward mm-hmm. and then dying the next day. Uh, what was all that for? Mm-hmm. So the goal, we are... Uh, when we become who we are, and the only way we can know that truly is from the potter, the clay that you know God created us. So by digging in and, and yielding to Him, He we take on His personality. Our spirit becomes inhabited by Him fully, and and it's edified by the Word. And then it, it's just there's so much here, but you can know when you're being led by a fear. When you, when you get that adrenaline thing going on, something's gotten into your heart and it will take power over you yeah. if you begin to yield to that. So it could be someone's opinion. It could be, oh no, I can't pay a bill. It can be, uh, you know, oh no, I'm, uh, someone got sick, so I'm going to get sick too. Well, a very real example. That's fear. Yeah, a very real example for our family today is, is Liz. They found a spot on her head like a basal cell, like a precancerous huh. kind of basal cell. So she's actually having surgery this morning. But her father passing of cancer, me having cancer. This morning, I mean, it was a real battle in the house, and we prayed it out and, you know, told her to focus yeah, on the father yeah, and yeah, it's a good example. not go into that room yeah. worried about right. what they're going to find or whatever. Just go into that room knowing that God's using these doctors to remove every cell yes. in the body right. that is opposed to his good, you know, purposes. Right. Fear is a distraction. Mm. And, uh, the, the, you know, God says... Uh, fear the Lord. So what does that even look like? That is completely different than this thing that's not from him. And what he says, he hasn't given us that spirit anyway. So that religious spirit is attached to that. Another way of looking at this is people apply, they call moderation great because scripture talks about moderation from a, a perspective of stewardship and you know, how you handle the things God's given you. But we do not need to apply moderation to our faith. faith. And people do it mm-hmm. as if it's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, was Jesus partially crucified for you right. or entirely? Yeah. So there's no middle ground here. But being in doesn't mean you got to jump in recklessly. It means you go and you trust him for each step. You're not trying to win the national championship. He'll do that. Yeah. Your job is to get the next first down. So spend a day, spend some time, take 10 minutes. And again, there's a lot more to it, but it's about getting it into your inmost parts so that you're assimilating it from a different place. You're not letting the sails on your ship navigate anymore. Mm -hmm. That's what people do when they're looking at, well, here's what I see and here's what I feel and taste and hear. This is walking by sight. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean just your eyes. It means your physical five senses. So we have to learn to, to navigate by him, and that comes through the Spirit. I, I give it place because 
I feel like the spirit man is here, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, just it, it helps me to remember it. But uh, either way, question: um, When you were talking about uh, the sales, oh my gosh, it just completely <laughs> just left my brain. Um, I, forgive me. It's, yeah, it's completely gone. Well, it may come I, back. I, I, I've been talking a lot. I've had a lot of coffee today. It's I'm good. And my, good like so. I said, we're resting my voice. And I think that the 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 heart of this is to really help people grab on to. Um, oh, I know what it is. Here it goes. I got it. it came yeah. Back. All right. Should people pray to allow God to let them see with the eyes of their heart? Like God, give me eyes to see. Give me ears to hear. Should they mm-hmm. hunger for that? Should they pray for that? I mean, should that is that a practical way to kind of start to step into this? Yeah, I think I think we've got to pray from a place of we're not trying to give God our opinion. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to uh, help Him across the street like a little old person. <laughs> When we pray with petition, petitions are good. He says, let me know. But then he says, I already know. Mm-hmm. So what that does is it, it, we've got to pour our hearts out. We, you you want to know how to pray, read the Psalms. The Psalms are beautiful, and they're such a balm when you have pain and fear and all that. They quiet this. But, uh, sorry. <laughs> so, so prayer, yes, anything's open for prayer. But what, you, what people do is they continue to pray it over and over again like God couldn't hear it the yeah. first time. And what we've got to do is cultivate a, a runway and, and learn how to listen to God. That's what's missing, and that's what discipleship does. So pour it out. Get on your knees. Get in your closet and cry and weep and, or pray the Psalms out. Spend time with Him. And you can pray it again later. It's not, I'm not saying you can't. Sure. I'm saying... Start to listen as if you believe that he's actually going to. He yeah, yeah. because he says he will. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't mean you see we get jacked up on the how. We pray for something and we expect to see it in our little logical. I'm an ant and he's the internet. You can't connect those two things. So you have to let go and trust him for the how. But you have to believe with your heart, knowing that you have a good father. Through the son, who you've, the son opened up family. He's the son. We are a son or daughter. It's there's nothing like this, and it's just it hurts my heart to hear this obstacle to it. But people want to stay in this religious spirit. Yeah, I go to church on Sunday. Yeah, it's great, fantastic, and it's like you get in front of them, and, and you, it, it, they're just overwhelmed by this. Mm-hmm. And so the, the harvest is uh, is ripe, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, the the the, the, my, the 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 obstacle we're addressing today, or at least in this first yeah, you know, segment, right. is this religious spirit. And so I think that uh, you know folks need to pause a bit and and yeah. let themselves be um, under the rebuke and reproach of the Lord to to see if they have. Uh, a religious spirit is being, you know, infused into their mindset. You don't need to be afraid. You need. We need to uh, understand that God's reminding us of who we are. He's not saying we'll beat you up and 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 I'm, I'm going to get you for your sin. He's saying, "Hey, guys, I made you for so much more than that." Yeah. Let's move forward. Let's step in. Get behind me, Satan. Don't focus on the wet noodle because that's what he is. He's mm-hmm. defeated unless you give him power through fear. So the choice is, is ours. Yeah. But God is so good. He he does all the heavy lifting. Our job is to let go of it. 
Yeah. You know, and that's how we can get our hands up in the air of true praise mm. is we let go. Amen. Know? So anyway, good stuff. Great start to today's show, guys. Uh, Matt Ham, Kevin Adams. This is Wake Up Our Faith. We're going to take a short break back for our second segment, which is Faith in Business right after this. Mm-hmm. 